0: Welcome to episode three of Full House Rewind, also known as our first day of school. I'm your host, Dave Coulier. Karen Miller is our guest on the show today, and, well, she's going to be joining us shortly. Episode three opens with a scene in DJ and Stephanie's room, and it's the first time that we see Andrea Barber playing the character Kimmy Gibbler. The girls on Full House were nothing short of incredible. Their comedic timing was impeccable, and their ability to switch gears into dramatic scenes was, was, I have to say, really impressive. They were the heart and soul of Full House and had the acting chops to carry entire scenes throughout the series. I met the Full House girls in 1987 when Candace Cameron and Andrea Barber were only 11 years old and Jodie Sweeten was only 5. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen were only 9 months old. So I feel like I'm truly uh, an uncle, big brother to all of them. Candace, Jody, and Andrea would go on to star in Fuller House and grow into even more accomplished comedic and dramatic actresses. Mary-Kate and Ashley are now fashion icons who have built an empire from their clothing lines. So to say the least, I'm very proud of them and I love them dearly. And with that, let's get on with the show. Today, we're talking about episode number three, also known as the first day of school. Here's what it says about episode three on IMDb. Danny, Jesse, and Joey try to convince Stephanie that school is cool, while DJ tries to make a clean escape. There's some really funny scenes in this episode, the girls reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, Joey and Jesse giving Michelle a bath, the girls are leaving for their first day of school, Danny breaks out his huge 1980s video camera as the guys sing Sunrise, Sunset from Fiddler on the Roof. We'd like to hear what you think about Episode 3, so send us an email at Rewind at podco.us. You've got messages. Oh, time to check the messages. You know, Pee Wee's Playhouse aired during the same years as Full House. I loved watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. I really did. And you're going to love our special guest. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the women of Full House played a huge role on the show, not just in front of the camera, but behind the scenes as well. Karen Miller and I have quite a history. Seems like, well, it seems like our lives just keep reconnecting. I met Karen when she was working on Full House and became a producer. Karen has gone on to have a stellar career. She was the VP of Worldwide Programming for the Disney Channel, was the Senior VP of Universal Kids, and is now the CEO of Cyber Group Studios USA. And we're even developing an animated series for kids together. Please welcome to Full House Rewind, Karen Miller. Hey, woo. Yeah, that's right. Woo. You can hear all the wooing going on. Thank how you. How are you? I'm
1: so good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you
0: so much for being here. We got to see Jeff Franklin. Uh, we crossed uh, paths as you were coming in. He was leaving, wrapping up the first episode. We had our own little mini reunion. Love that. So many stories, so many things that happened. How how are your kids
1: you know, I was going to say when you talked about Jeff, like we grew up together. We all grew up together. Yeah, and I haven't we- grown up yet. Well, true. I'm still true, very true. immature. And that's what we love about you. <laughs> but but we were a family in every sense of it. I mean, yeah. and so my kids, my son in particular, grew up on the set. He was in a number of episodes. Um, and it's a blast to go back and, and just go down memory lane. And yeah, I mean... We were all so young.
0: We were. How old was your son Chris when?
1: So Chris we were doing was. So I was actually pregnant on the show. Um, there's a picture of of us. I was pregnant on the show, and actually, I was at a mix. Don't remember the episode, but I was at a mix, and it was about 11:30 at night, walking back to the office. My water broke. <laughs> Two weeks early. Was that, that
0: was at Lorimar. Studios. That was at Lorimar. Yeah
1: my water broke two weeks early. I didn't really think that much of it. It was my first child. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Um, Called my doctor and she was like, well, okay, so tomorrow you'll have a baby. I was like, right. (laughs) And I went home and six hours later, Christopher was born. So um, literally we did everything together on Full House. We, We would spend weekends at We'd go to, to John's house. We'd have pool parties. Yeah.
0: And dinners and, and yes. you know, we would we would hang out after work. That's how much we loved each we other. We loved, yeah. Yeah, it was me. My son, Luke, was born right. during Full House. And uh, he used to call the show Daddy's Show.
1: Right. And yeah. rightly so.
0: Yeah. And then Olivia, she was born... So she
1: was born in 97.
0: 97. Oh, so the show so, is already... Yeah.
1: So she was... Um, Yeah. So she's now 25 and Chris is 33 and both are in the business. So I've either done something incredibly right or terribly wrong. I don't know. And
0: what are they doing?
1: So um, Olivia is in social media. She works for NBC Universal. Oh. um, She's across E! and Bravo. And Christopher is in animation. He works for Bento Box. Oh, I
0: know Bento Box. Yeah, yeah so they, he's a, what a production is, they, supervisor. They do... Um,
1: they do um, uh, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. This is probably what they're most known That's for, right. Bob's That's Burgers. Right. He did that series. He's on a series called The Great North now, so watch that. Um, so yeah, it's great. I mean, it's amazing.
0: Um, I wanna go back and, and welcome to episode number three here. Uh, also known as the first day of school. Yes. Uh I want to go back to those early days because a lot of our audience doesn't know a lot of these stories. What was your first? I mean, I, I talked about your credits, you know, um, before you came out here. Uh, but what was your first original job title on Full House?
1: Well, Officially, I was an assistant to Jeff Franklin and right. it was right place, right time. I was in the lobby at Lorimar going on a job interview and a friend of a friend saw me and Jeff's assistant had just gotten fired and they needed someone to fill in. They were doing a pilot. And I was I made a million excuses. I was stupid. I was 20 some years old. I was like, well, I'm busy. I've got to play tennis tomorrow. So she was <laughs> like, just do it. It's a pilot. Do it for the week. Okay so i walk in the next day i'm there um and i'm on stage and we're shooting the pilot and um we wrap the pilot and jeff said well if you're not doing anything while well, we wait to see if we get picked up do you want to stay on and right. hang out i need somebody uh and so i did and so then when the show got picked up i became a production manager so i had been i'd started my career Assistant. on
0: soaps, you, oh on soap. on
1: soap so i was on a not on a soap. I was behind the scenes on a soap. Uh, I was a script supervisor and then I was an AD. And so that's what I thought I wanted to do. So, um, yeah, full house, just right place, right time.
0: So the way you get into full house is through being Jeff Franklin's assistant.
1: Yeah. So I was his assistant for, for the pilot. And then I stayed on for the, the time while we were waiting for the show to get picked up and then the show gets picked up. And then I said, well, I don't, want to be an assistant you know i've done this and i've done that and and i think at that point they had hired an ap uh, phyllis nelson phyllis
0: nelson and
1: so they said all right well we'll we'll kind of figure this out and we'll figure out a title for you and so that was the production manager title and then i became a producer down the road Um, but it was amazing i mean it was it was just you know having been on other series it is one of the most unique sets and experiences and, and truly a family. And I know we probably use that word too much, but I don't think you can ever use that word too much when you're, when you're building something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were, we were young, very young and we, you know, we were a lot of us, it was our first time. We were first timers being on a sitcom you know, and especially coming into that Miller Boyette stable, they were so successful as exec producers. And here we come and we're just kind of newbies and they're this powerhouse producing team. It was, it was an amazing experience to like, you, you jumped onto the roller coaster and you were in for a ride.
1: And when you think back that we were in our twenties and that
0: Yeah, I was 27 when we shot the pilot. We
1: were in our 20s, and what a unique opportunity that was. I mean, I don't, I, I'd like to believe that that happens for people now. I'm not sure that it does, and I just think you, you know, if you didn't know it, you learned it. You know, you there was such a collaborative environment on the set um, that you just supported each other in ways that really replicate a family.
0: The net was on the set. What was happening while we were down rehearsing on the stage? What was what was happening behind the scenes? Can you kind of describe that?
1: I mean, so we we were on the amazing what is now the Sony lot um and it was the Lorimar lot at the time and we Which
0: was MGM? Which was
1: MGM? Yes, yeah. originally. Um so we were next door to Dallas. We were just I mean the creme de la creme were, was on that lot. So we were surrounded by so many people and talent and opportunities. And behind, I mean, we, we kind of worked out of a bungalow. Um, and I, I think it was a little bit chaotic. I mean, you know, we were launching the series that was, there were a lot of cast members. And, you know, they always say don't work with dogs and, and kids, right? <laughs> and there were a lot of kids and there were dogs, and there were always a lot of people on set.
0: Parents, Parents. families. Um, well, John, John's family was always there. Yes. Uh, Loretta and Bill Stamos always came. You had Sam and Janice Sweeten. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barbara Cameron was always yep. there. She
1: always brought her cookies. Robert, that was a thing. Yeah, she brought so cookies. Knight, she made cookies. Hopefully, like, you should share the recipe. I don't know. Does she share the recipe?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe. But do you, but do you remember?
1: We, can- we did a full house cookbook. Oh, no, I, I think, remember that. So yes. this is
0: stuff I don't. Okay, know. so there's
1: a Full House cookbook. I, I will get it to Dave so he can show it. <laughs> um, it's a Xerox with a. Who,
0: who made this cookbook?
1: I want to say it was the moms. I want to say it was Andrea, Janice, and Barbara, um, and we all gave everybody, even behind the scenes, we all gave recipes to. Um, so I will, I have it. I've seen it at my house. I will bring it.
0: Oh, that was Sherry Barber. Yeah, yeah Sherry Barber. Sherry, Sherry Barber, yeah. Janice Sweeten, Barbara Cameron. See, I, n- I never knew this. There yes. was so much stuff happening backstage with the kids. I just knew that they had monitors in their rooms, and me and John and Bob would be goofing around on the stage, and the moms would come <laughs> out and go, seriously, guys? Really? Right. Like, right. really? The kids are watching, and I, was, I i remember thinking they've been watching us this whole time. Yes. Like I had no idea that they had monitors in their room.
1: Well, and I think you just aren't—you know—I think you're just being an adult, right? Like, and yeah. you're goofing. Oh, and especially the kids are, Bob. And the kids are taking it all in, and they're not saying anything. They're just—they're also new to all of this, so to them it perhaps was just normal. Like, and I don't think they went back to their parents and said said a bad word um but i but it was picked up on the monitors so um, of course so, yeah. it was. yeah we um, got
0: in trouble many oh, times when the moms would walk out and you'd just see them with the arms, arms. crossed. yeah and yeah, that was like, like the and and usually it was either one of two names it was either bob <laughs> or dave, dave. <laughs> and i was like, oh we're in trouble again yeah. so so what was it like back in production during that time you're you're coordinating a lot of things. So what was a typical Karen Miller day?
1: I mean, it was action packed, right? I mean, you were in the midst of shooting a show and you're also prepping for the next show. So two things are happening at the same time. And in the course of prepping for that next show, a lot of decisions have to be made. Are we redressing a set? Are we bringing in a new set? What's the budget? What are we doing on casting? Um, How's the script coming? So You know the reality is, is as the show is being produced, and Jeff probably talked about this. The writers are in a writer's room. Right. They're writing and they're writing till wee wee hours of the morning because they're trying to get it right. And and I also think early days Full House. You know, it wasn't smooth sailing by any chance. By there was it was no, it was chaos.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was chaos. Well, we were finding our way. We were totally. We were trying to figure out because I remember when. Tom and Bob came up to us and it was about, I think it was after episode 13 and they said, we finally figured out that, that this is a family that, that, you know, it wasn't about three guys having fun with, you know, their dates and stuff, raising three little girls. This was a family and families come in all different shapes and sizes. And so it's, it's you guys bonding with the girls and creating this, this nuclear family. So there was a decisive moment when they all decided, uh, Jeff and Tom and Bob, this is a family show. And once once we kind of had that as our operating system, everything kind of clicked. The scripts kind of clicked. For us as actors on the stage, it clicked. And suddenly we kind of had a through line of, oh, this Mm -hmm. is what this is. So you guys are doing all this behind the scenes stuff, and then you come down to the stage. What is it like when you come on the stage and you see us there basically goofing around, rehearsing, having the time of our lives, but we're working hard. Sure. We're putting in long hours and we're trying to get these scripts to work. What is it like?
1: I mean, it's pure joy, right? Like so you're you're working behind trying to make those decisions that are going to give the actors and the set the best chance to be able to execute a fantastically written script. And so it's joyful. I mean you laugh all the time. I remember thinking, okay, I ca- I have to choose my words carefully. I have to engage the right way because otherwise I am going to laugh the entire time. And it you'd say something so simple and simplistic and and it would turn into a 5-minute gag with you <laughs> or Bob and it was it was just joyful. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you that I've ever been on a set that is that much fun. And, and again, everybody works so hard. Yeah. It, 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 you had a way that, and, and certainly the tone was set by Rich Carell and by Joel Zwick, um, the premier directors of Full House. That it was just fun. Like, and, and it should be fun. That's the thing. And I think it also, when you go back and watch those episodes now, you see that. It's fun. You you yeah, well, you want to yeah. be a part of that family.
0: Yeah, it was new and it, it was exciting, and we were kind of all in it together. You know, Stamos was already kind of a an established star, but for me, it was like walking into a giant toy box every yes. day. And I remember John saying to me sometimes like, "Hey, uh, you need a guitar?" And I'm like, "I don't really need a guitar." He goes, "I'm going to get you a guitar. Watch." <laughs> he goes, "You're on a you're on a hit successful sitcom." He goes, "Watch how this happens." And I remember he he asked Roger Montesano, who was our oh yes our prop our master prop? yes. He said, "Hey Roger, can you get Dave a, a guitar? We need to work on something for a scene." And I was like, "John, don't 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 like." And he goes, "This, hold on." And he and Roger just didn't blink. He goes, "What kind?" He goes, "A Fender Strat, black." <laughs> and he goes, "Do you want an amp too?" And I was I was like, uh, "Okay." Okay. And after lunch, there was a black Fender Strat sitting in my dressing room and I thought to myself, wow, this is pretty remarkable. Like I have access to this giant toy box where if I need a prop or I need something that I think I can put into a scene, it just magically appears because you're at a major television studio, movie studio.
1: Well, and I think it came out of, first of all, I feel like it came out of this relationship that you and Bob had, right? This ease of working together and And essentially, growing up together and just being funny together, so and we were so comics, much of it, yeah, you know, so
0: we were used to just like taking over a room and, right. and you know, making it whatever,
1: and I think again, I think the beauty of the show was <laughs> that, yes, you know, Jeff and team had had well written scripts, but um the spontaneity that that was created on the set that ended up in those episodes was purely joy and fun and funny
0: the writers were very um they were very generous with me because i remember they would come to the comedy clubs and i think you came to to one of my shows back in the day and you know they would they would take all of that stuff and incorporate it into scripts and i remember sometimes they gave me so much freedom especially by season two Where they would just say, "Hey, you'll come up with something funny here, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll come up with something funny." You know, so to have that much, you know, freedom within the confines of a show to be able to come up with those bits, it was really liberating. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because I I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I I really, I didn't know cameras really well. And I remember Stamos just grabbing me sometimes because he's (laughs) like, "Hey, you're an upstager." So he would right. physically just move me in a scene, and and you know I started to get it, and I and I watched John a lot, right? Because he would play to those cameras, you know, and I would go, ah, oh, this guy's a pro, yeah. and he knows just when to the timing, he knows when to turn, he knows when to hold, he knows, he knows so much about camera technique and getting the laughs, right? And I remember Tom and Bob, Tom Miller and Bob Boyette, saying, uh, we need a live audience because of John, or because of uh, Bob and Dave. Yes. We want those guys to hear the laughter. Yes. And so we had a live audience every Friday night. Every
1: Friday night. And also, I mean, we've got to pay tribute to Tom Miller and Bob Boyett, who who have a legacy in this business of creating these amazing series and also not only creating these great series but creating environments um and casts that allowed all of this to happen because that really goes back to, you know, the way that, that they were trained, with Gary Marshall, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that kind of Camp Gary. And, and I think you saw that certainly in Full House. We didn't know what that was, but we benefited by what yeah. Tom, Tom and Bob brought.
0: And they were, they were very generous to oh. us. I was talking to Jeff <laughs> Franklin about this. My sister Sharon was very sick uh, during, during our uh, production run. And, um, you know, we knew that she wasn't going to be on the planet for very long. And I remember Tom Miller, I was having a tough week. And Tom Miller pulled me aside and he just said, what would you like me to do? You name it. He goes, are you okay with everything? Like, is she taken care of? And I said, I said, I'm fine, Tom. And my family's fine. And thank goodness I have this job because I can help my family. And he said, whatever you want. He goes, you just tell me. He goes, if it's a financial thing, he goes, it's taken care of. Yeah. And I said, Tom, I said, and I remember saying to him, I said, can we just invest that into our friendship yeah. and thank you. And that's, those are the kind of guys, how generous they were to us because goes back to family. Yeah. They treated us like we were their kids. Oh, totally. It was, it was really special. And I don't think that that happens on, TV shows.
1: N- no, I mean, it just, all the little things, remember when mary Kay and Ashley wanted to ride, one wanted to dance and one wanted to ride horses. Well, they made that happen. Like they called, their, their call times were later to accommodate for them having these extracurricular activities. Yeah. They, when, I think it was either Candace or Jody, and they'll have to tell you which one, but it was like they had science, they had a science project. I, f- I feel like they brought in Bill Nye the Science Guy. I feel like <laughs> like they did things like that. That they gave them opportunities. So you're studying science. We'll bring in somebody to make science
0: fun. We'll, oh, your kids want to be president. I'll bring the president yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, that?
1: it it just it. And again, I think it it also ultimately benefited. I think the kids and and certainly us as adults, because it allowed them to have some balance in their life. And and it's
0: tough. It's really tough for kids. Um, Marla Sokoloff is going to be a guest here. And uh, Christy um, Carlson Romano is is coming on. And I'm going to talk to them about being, you know, child actors, because it's really difficult for kids. And I I remember, you know, studio execs, if the kids were, you know, gaining weight or something, you know, they would have these conversations. And I just thought, wow, that is really, really tough. And you're life as a TV star happens on a stage at a studio and you're kind of in this little confined incubator environment. And then you have to go back to school and be a kid. And there's teasing kids that are really jealous of, of what you do. And, and it's gotta be so tough. And I think, I think Tom and Bob and Jeff all had, you know the watchful eye to really protect those kids. It was really remarkable to Absolutely. see that.
1: Absolutely, I feel like they. I mean, it was it was just rare. I didn't have anything to compare it to, but I knew then that it was rare. I knew that, you know, if the, if the kids needed anything, you know, the show was going to be able to give them that opportunity, so that they didn't miss out on that, um, and that it would only help. Um, support what they wanted to do right, in life and right. and I think that is unique. I mean, yeah, I I can't imagine you're also surrounded by adults all day long. Funny adults.
0: <laughs> Two of them who Two are of inappropriate, them, inappropriate at inappropriate. times.
1: And I also think you you just um your sense of value and and worth is probably skewed by virtue of people oh, all the time telling you you're funny, you're great, you're this, you're that. And also catering to your every need. do you do you remember that so we were in we had gone to San Francisco to shoot. I think we were shooting main title footage. We'd mm-hmm. gone to San that Francisco was Rich yes. And yeah. so there was a day that we were going over the bridge, and most of the cast had already gone. We had and, and Saget, for some reason, Bob was not in that, that initial um, ship of, of, of cast out. And he decided to go for a run. Now, I don't know that Bob ever ran. I, I, don't, I really I don't know that I have, I've ever seen Bob run. But he decided to go take a run. And he decided to go from the hotel down to, to the wharf. And he gets there. And then he calls me and he says, um, can, you send, can you send a driver? And I was like, for what? And he goes, I, I'm not going to run back. And I was like, there's no, there's no transportation drivers. We're all on the other side of the hill. And so um, he, I said, he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? And I, I said, he goes, I don't have any money. <laughs> and that was long before Ubers and, and, and phones. Uh, so I said, well, you've got to flag down a taxi. Get in the taxi. Go to the hotel. Tell the taxi driver to wait for you. Go to your room and get some money. And it was like, as if, you know, again, I mean, it was, it was just funny and that's an adult and that's an example of, of obviously, you know, of course he just thought something was going to, someone was going to come and pick him up. We were going to take care of it. That's Bob. That's Bob. That's Bob. And it was the best. And so, you know, he came to set and I was like, Bob, Bob, first of all, you shouldn't be running. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> anywhere anywhere yes.
1: ever ever in his tiny shorts because well, also remember those were the days yes, like those were the like the dolphin shorts, like, shorts yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah he shouldn't so, have been wearing those no, no no he
0: shouldn't have been wearing those so so you really like myself we you know got to see this arc and we got to see Full House go from a struggling little show that might not get picked up to boom it hits. And then I remember, was it for, I did a voiceover and I think it was for syndication. We got, we did a hundred shows. The show went into syndication. And then by that time you were producing, was, were you doing post?
1: Yeah. yeah, You were
0: supervi post production supervisor back
1: then. Exactly. So
0: then I remember you said, Dave, can you do a voiceover for me? And it was for Warner Brothers Television Distribution, where I did the voiceover at yes. the end of each episode, uh, and that's what it was. It was telling you who owned the show and it was who it was distributed by, and I and I didn't know what I was doing at the time.
1: Yeah, and those were the days. Also, the syndication was that was where big money was, right? right. Like, I mean, it was obviously in, in network and advertising and viewership, but certainly in in syndication. Um, and and yes, you provided the voiceover to say it's a product of Warner Brothers Television yeah. Distribution. Yeah, um, yeah, we would we would have to take the episode because the episode would be cut for um, for network to the network standards. Like twenty two minutes of, and right, and where the act breaks had right? to be, and yeah. so on. And then the show would have to be recut for syndication. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I remember thinking, uh, wow, this is uh, this is a different ball game. Syndication, hundred well, then- shows. And then the show was syndicated in over a hundred countries around the world. And I thought that is just spectacular. I still get checks from like, Mike, uh, Spain.
1: Yes. 10 cents. Well, do you remember when we would start to get in those dubs when, so when a show would go to be sold into, to, to, um, Portugal, um, this show would be dubbed. And so you would, we would then get a copy of what that dub was. And so we'd hear all these different iterations of Dave's voice, which many did not sound like (laughs) you at all.
0: And we would play them. We played them at one of our rap parties. Yes. And, and I, the Japanese one was the funniest. The, I remember everybody watching themselves speaking in Japanese, like, which actor <laughs> is doing my yes. voice? And that is so funny. Oh, because yeah. for my character, it was weird because, you know, all of a sudden it would be, he rookie. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is just... But it was so funny hearing all of those different dubbed-in languages. And then we'd get to... ha And it just... I remember people laughing yeah. so hard at that cuz we had never seen that before.
1: Well, and I feel like you must have gone as you traveled around the world and certainly with Fuller House then just to have that recognition and um and response no matter where you went. People people thought they knew you and they were yeah. your family and yeah. your friends.
0: Well, when you come in their living room, you know, you're part of their Friday night, you know. When we went to Japan for Fuller House, I learned a couple of things. First of all, that I was a big star in Japan. My wife, Melissa, and I, we flew there for the big, you know, uh, the push that they were doing in Japan to launch on Netflix. And I remember we flew all night and we get off the plane and we hear people cheering and we see all of these people standing behind ropes. And I'm like, there must be like a Japanese rock star on our flight or something. And my wife, Melissa, says they're wearing Mr. Woodchuck and Red Wing shirts. And I was like, what? And there were about 500 people just standing there yelling. And I I was so tired and I I wasn't ready for it at all because I'd never been to Japan. I had no idea. But then I learned that. So I stood there for like hours just signing stuff and taking Uh pictures with everybody. And it was really mind blowing. Um but then I heard that in Japan they used Full House to Full episodes to teach American culture to students. Yeah. And that is that's amazing.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. Well, and I think so often you hear people um who say that they watch the show to learn English.
0: Candace Cameron's husband, Val Bure, and his brother, uh Pavel Bure uh, they told me, because uh, I played in a charity hockey game with them, and then I introduced Val to Candace and I remember they got that, married yes. um they told me that they they grew up in in Moscow, and they said we would drink our coffee in the afternoon, and that's how we would we would watch the show and we would we learned english that's that's pretty it's amazing just, when it's, you hear that,
1: yeah, it's amazing it's amazing all the stories and all the experiences that have come out of a show, right? I mean, and are still coming out. And the fan, I mean, A, the love that everybody on Full House, whether you were in front of the camera or behind the camera, has towards the fans of Full House. I mean, I was just telling you the story of someone when I worked at Disney. She was in scheduling and she wrote her thesis on Full House, and you know, I mean, that was so influential to her life.
0: Yeah. well, we, you know, we love the fans and, you know, this show, we try to acknowledge that how much we love and appreciate our fans because they really are the heart and soul Everything. of Full House. And I've heard so many stories over the years about how Full House has either saved someone's life or made their life better. They had a, you know, a tough childhood and we were their family. You know, it's, it's almost like the show became video comfort food for people,
1: Absolutely, you know, for
0: like a couple of generations now. And Jeff Franklin mentioned this earlier uh, on our previous show, a couple of shows back. He said, you know, it's really changed a lot of people's lives in ways that we don't even know. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: And he said, that's really amazing because that really, I don't think that was the intent of the show. It was just something that happened that our fans picked up. And uh, it's it's so nice to be able to to do a show like this and thank all those yes. people, um, you know, for something that we didn't even know we were doing at the time. Well,
1: how many times have you parented your son and been in conversation with others where you, not knowingly, repeat a line from <laughs> Full House, <laughs> where you're like, hey, cut, it ex- "Cut it out, cut Stop it out, cut it out." Yeah, right? but where you say something and you're like, "I've heard." Did I say that in episode? It, even in in this episode, in episode three, there's a beat where DJ repeats to Stephanie mm. something that that Danny, her dad, has just told her. Right. And I think that was, it was so subtle, but I think it, it was absolutely something that was purposeful and that I think was recognized. I mean, I certainly know that there were moments in my kids' lives yeah. um, that you would just be like, well, that worked for Danny Tanner, so...
0: Sure, thanks. It's work for uh, me. By the way, thanks for doing your homework, watching episode three. Do a lot of memories come back as you're watching that episode? Oh,
1: I mean, yes. And I laughed. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I can't tell you the last time I sat in front of something. I mean, there's a handful of shows where you just laugh out loud. And hmm. the A, the joy that it still gives me, the memories of being on set, the memories of the of being behind the scenes, but also just the professionalism of the kids, in particular. Not to say you weren't professional, but <laughs> but you look at
0: I wasn't sometimes. You look I at Jody Sweeten,
1: and you look she was at amazing. She was her timing is impeccable. Like I think it was she was four. Her timing, it, she's spot on. And and Jody came to set, and she knew she was off script. From the minute she walked on set. Amazing. And she knew her lines. And if you were in a scene with her, she knew your line. So if you didn't know your line, she'd
0: remind she'd you. She'd give you your line. Yeah, she'd go, Dave, and she'd cue me. I, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I sorry. mean, she
1: set the standard, I think, for everybody. And obviously Candace came well prepared and I Mary I yeah, in their I talked own way. About it
0: earlier in, in the show where I, I talk about how the girls really were the heartbeat of full house. And it was, and it was amazing to watch, um, you know, the girls grow into great actresses handling scenes that were tough. I mean, they, they, they covered some pretty tough subject matter, drugs and drinking. Mm -hmm. And I think we did one where Candace is, you know, coming of age and I think she has her first menstruation. I I think that we talk about that. Um, and
1: relationships. And
0: relationships. And, um, you know, it was really coming of age. Candice's first kiss. Yes. And, you know, I've talked to Candice about this. And she said it was really difficult, you know, because she had never kissed a boy. And here she's got to do it on national television. Right. I mean, can you imagine the pressure of being a kid? And so I, I really wanted to talk about that and and just note the importance of how extraordinary uh those kids were during that time on Full House and the other thing that i that i always um am very aware of is how amazing their moms were oh their parents were really incredible yes. because it's a lot to manage you got to get your kid to that set every day um driving in the car you've got by the time you arrive on that set you've got to be a professional absolutely at 4 years old that's pretty amazing, yeah. you know, and, and you, you're, you've got a lot of pressure on you from studios and networks and producers and writers to deliver. Absolutely. And, you know, for, for us, we were older, so we had been working already and we kind of knew the process to, but to be a kid thrown into that, it's pretty, I, I couldn't imagine my kid, my son, Luke, like being thrust into that. I would be I'd be having heart palpitations. Well, the like,
1: anxiety I think yeah. they must have felt, right? So so you, you have a child who's on a show that has to perform at the level of an adult right. who has to come to set having learned their lines and then be able to act their lines. Right. And then right. Um, also try to maintain some kind of childhood and go home and have dinner. And if you have homework, do your homework. I mean... It's a huge balancing act, and I also think, I feel like we were so fortunate. Again, Tom and Bob, Jeff, so many others um, set the tone on stage, and that we all. Again, I know it sounds corny, but it. I don't think you can overstate it. It was a family, and we took care of. It's going to make me emotional, but we took <laughs> it's care okay. of. It's each, full house. No, but I mean, <laughs> this is exactly it. We took care of each other. Yeah. And that, I think, is what is the most remarkable. And I think that's what still shines when you watch those episodes. Yeah. Like I really, it. I you need a full I house have, hug right now. I always I have full house moments yeah, in my know. life it's, where you see the cue coming a mile away. You're like, yeah. Jesse and Bennett's violins are coming and you're like, I'm <laughs> having know, a moment. I
0: know, I know. We need to get, Producers, we need to get tissues <laughs> for our guests, okay? In case we have these, uh, oh these my watermark God, moments.
1: No, I mean, it's
0: yeah. It's, so, so, um, I want to talk more about, about your career because you sure. had a really great career. I mean, your career has always kind of been rooted in family entertainment. Yep. Do you think that you kind of gravitated towards that, or do you think you were kind of plucked, you know, plucked out and, and, put in this family this incredible family entertainment environment but i mean look i mean what you've done and where you are now you're ceo of cyber group studios usa and we actually have a show yes we have a show together yes on together which is really cute and it's been so much fun to be able to kind of we've gone full circle to be able to work again together like this you know so do you think do you think having a moment you know um, we really do. No, need. I really, we I'm good. I'm tissues. so good, but yeah. I'm just like, in a- but, but, you know, you've been really, you know, firmly planted in, in that family entertainment space. And yeah. now, you know, you're like someone who's deciding what family entertainment is going to be for kids. Yeah. That's a really important role, especially today where yeah. so many things have changed. Do you find that that's a real challenge to be able to pick the right material, to be able to you know, steer a show towards the path that it needs to be?
1: Well, I will say that when we were on, in the show and on the show, we knew exactly, nobody took it for granted. We all knew exactly how rare and special that was. And then that sets you up, I think, for the rest of your career, right? Like you're acutely aware of the good versus the bad. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you can be purposeful and choose... The good and and the people that you want to work with, I think that's that's set the foundation, if you will. And then I've been fortunate, yeah, to just do shows that I care about and and with themes that I care about. And then so having been at at Warner Brothers and then at Disney, and Disney certainly exemplifies that by the kind of content that that Disney makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now at Cyber Group, yeah, I think, you know, what Full House did so well. And and it really goes again, it goes back to Tom Miller and Bob Boyette. And the value of heart and humor is a really tricky thing to get right. And I think that is that is the underlying message of pretty much everything I've done is is that balance. And and we have a series together. Can I give it a
0: yeah, it? sure. Let's talk about it. Cause I love this show. It was created by me and Bob Harper, who is a wonderful uh animator. And uh Bob came to me with this idea called Yum Yum. And it was so cute. Uh can we kind of talk about yeah. what the show is? We yes, can now, of course. Right? Yeah, it's um, out. It's- uh so it's about a little family uh and they live on a floating island, and uh nothing really grows. On this island, so they eat this pasty food called glob, and um, so they're always in search of different foods, which brings them around the planet, uh, meeting uh, a lot of different cultures. Yes, and with those cultures are different foods, and kids love food, right? So this is the exploration of not only this family, but it's the exploration of cuisine around the planet, and it's really fun and it's musical. It's, and uh, the the artwork is phenomenal. I'm so proud of what the artists have come up it's with. Great. And the characters are really fun and funny. And um, I think kids are going to love it.
1: Well, and I, you know, in that initial pitch, it was really about the characters and the character development and the fact and and your sense of humor and really wanting kids to laugh, right? Yeah. yeah we and we this is make a preschool laugh. series, so so yes, there are messages embedded within the stories but it is with a very light whimsical touch. So so you are you are learning and you are exploring and and you are also laughing.
0: Yeah. And you don't realize you're learning cuz you're laughing. Of course.
1: <laughs> um no, it's just um it's just a delightful and it feels very different than a lot of other preschool series I think that are out there because again you know, and there is a great need for um, the educational and the emotional um, development. And this has all of that embedded in it, yeah. but at the very core of it it is it a, it's funny, and it's also family. And again, th- at the episodes culminate with the family at the dinner table. So really, I think no matter where you are in the world, it's that moment of coming together and sharing not only your day, but sharing the food.
0: Yeah, and you're getting to sit down with your family.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean it's weird how it does all come full circle though, Dave. Like yeah. it really has again, I think the values that that the show um just put out in the world are ones that I think we all should be reminded of.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I uh I just want to thank you for for Aww. being here because you were such an important part of those building years with Full House, you know. And uh, I'm 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 just really happy that you you got to join us here on Full House Rewind. But to do one more thing before we say goodbye, because it's time for Ah, cut it out. Oh. Cut it out. Okay. Of course, every episode of Full House had a heartfelt scene, and we have cut out a scene from episode three that. You and I are going to read together. So, you got your script.
1: Yes. Well, after my acting, you may want to cut it out. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> you're going to be, well,
0: you're going to be playing the role of DJ, and I'm going to be playing the role of Stephanie from episode three. Ready?
1: Candace, I want to apologize in advance. You are a far better actor than <laughs> okay. I would deliver. It's
0: going to be fun. We're going to have fun.
1: I, it's going to be this great. Is, this is it's going fun. to be great. And I may cry this again. Is,
0: okay. That's okay. All um, right. Ready? So, um, Stephanie. Can call action? Sorry. Okay, yeah. Hold on. That's right. I'm much director. That's right. Come on. I should, yeah. All right. And action. Stephanie, what's wrong?
1: No friends.
0: You can't expect to make friends the first day. You know, when I started kindergarten, I didn't know anybody either. What about Kimmy? We were just in the same class, but I didn't talk to Kimmy for six months. Because she's an airhead? She's not an airhead. She just hates thinking. That's probably why we're not in the same class anymore. I just got stuck in in a room full of omelet heads where I don't know one person. Pretty scary. Real scary. But Stephanie, you can't run away every time you're scared. You don't try new things, you'll never know what you're missing out on. Where did I hear that? Oh, he was right.
1: Who was right?
0: You don't know him. Anyway, making friends takes time, but you've already got one new friend in school already. Who? Me, and I'm right down the hall, room six. You can't miss me. I'm the only omelet head with blonde hair. Thanks. And they hug always brings a tear to my eye. Thank you, Karen Miller. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Karen Miller. It was great having Karen Miller here for episode three, giving us some great full house trivia and fun facts. However, I still think it was a bit odd with Jesse sitting in a classroom dressed as an exterminator. (laughs) And you know what? We close every episode of Full House Rewind by giving all of you who need it a hug. So here it is, your full house hug. Bring it in. that's our show. We'd like to thank Karen Miller for stopping by and thank you for listening and watching because you are the heart and soul of Full House Rewind. Now, go out there and share the love. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Full House Rewind. To watch clips from the pod, go check out the Full House Rewind Clips YouTube channel at the link in the description and we'll see you next week.